Let's pray. Gracious God, we count our blessings on this day. For fathers, for father figures, for our connection to others with, with whom we have connections that are life-giving, connections that we need, connections that are a part of the tapestry of community of which we are a part, a community that you extend to us, Lord, from the very beginning. In the beginning was the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you for including us in this expanding and expansive community. In your name we pray, amen. Well, as I uh, suggested at the beginning of the service, yesterday, uh, actually two days ago, I attended the funeral of a notable father. His name uh, was Glenn Rambo, and he was Heidi's uncle. Uncle Glenn was uh, a farmer out by Wilmer, a World War II uh, vet, and uh, uh, for my part, a jovial, uh, funny guy. Every time we were together, I really enjoyed him. But I want to share with you a portrait of Glenn that was shared by a number of people on Friday at his funeral. And it not only fits with Father's Day, it fits with what I want to say about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit as well. Because it's all about relationships. Glenn was known for being a conservationist farmer, working always to nurture the soil that he tilled and the animals that he cared for. That, of course, is the essence of being a good father as well, is it not? Being a steward of the lives to which you've been entrusted, nourishing and protecting them, whether it's your own children, pets, or livestock that are in your care, or the cradle of life itself, the soil of the earth. We are, in fact, part of a vast community of interconnecting relationships, which, as we shall see, is also what the Holy Trinity teaches us as well. And it was pointed out that Glenn was obsessed with uh, baseball and softball, both as a player when he was younger and then uh, later as a fan when he was older, watching his own kids and grandkids play for various school and town teams. Now, you might expect a farmer like Glenn to live his life according to the rhythms of the seasons, but as it was pointed out, his real seasons, according to all who knew him, were not summer, fall, winter, and spring, but baseball season, playoff season, off season, and spring training. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it, Karen? our resident, Mrs. Baseball. Indeed, baseball is uh, a rich metaphor for life and things that matter in life. It is fundamentally, first of all, about play, playing games, whether it's letter games or whatever it might be. And life without play is a dreary thing, a heavy thing. God wants us to cultivate our playfulness within our families as signs of joyful life. A father or mother uh, set the tone for this correct? So too has our Heavenly Father, as Patrick pointed out. But as it was pointed out in the service by Glenn's daughter, Kathy, 
baseball is also a team sport that uniquely calls upon the notion of players putting the team before themselves. We even use the language of sacrifice to indicate this. Uh, sacrifice bunt, sacrifice fly. You do what is necessary to advance the interests of the team just like a good father makes sacrifices all along the way to advance the good of his team, his family. Whether it's uh, you know, going to his daughter's band concert instead of playing cards with his buddies on that you know, Thursday night, or working overtime uh, to put food on the table. And of course, the veterans who stormed the beaches of Normandy or who fought at the Battle of the Bulge sacrificed beyond imagination for the good of the big team humanity. And that brings us to the third thing Glenn was known for, his family. We have, we have some family members here. Carrie's mom and dad, who were also at the the funeral, along with Heidi, myself, and many others. Family. Yes, uh, Glenn was known for his relationships to the land, to baseball, but his relationship to his family and friends was even more important. As a father and grandfather, friend and neighbor, Glenn not only loved people, he was a positive force in their lives. He was an encourager. This came through so clearly. How did he encourage? This way. He saw the gifts and the riches in everyone else, the talents, and he celebrated them openly, almost comically, and that makes people feel good. This was what one of his sons noticed and then gave example after example. Uh, knowing that he had received so much from God already, Glenn was humble and able to just delight in the gifts of other people. To Glenn, everyone was a superman or woman, a superboy or supergirl in some unique way. A legend, as it were. And so, Glenn would tell his daughter Kathy, who is a preacher, how proud he was of her for her message at the graveside of Heidi's dad's funeral last fall. And he would point out that no one could farm like Chester could farm his bean field, and no one could fix a shore lunch like Heidi's father, Paul, and no one could cook pork chops like Grandma Bertha, and no one could coach like Lyle, the local high school coach. And then there was Alan, the mailman, a buddy of his, who carried his mail shovel, and when it just snowed, Alan was a master at shoveling as he delivered. Can't forget his son, Stephen, the high school quarterback. Nobody could do ball fakes like Stephen. Nobody. <laughs> okay. And so the story goes about Glenn. With each person he knew, he celebrated something that person did really, really well. And this made him proud and happy. This is what good mothers and fathers do, isn't it? Namely, encourage their kids or all the kids in their charge to do what they can do and do well and not dwell on what they can't. But this is also true in a much broader way for we are called as brothers and sisters in Christ to encourage and to celebrate what each other can do well and nourish those gifts in each other. We build each other up or we ought to be 
And this is the communal dance that started with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In our gospel lesson for today, Jesus tells his disciples that all that his Father has is now his. All the gifts, all the riches of the eternal God. So the incomparable riches of God, gifts from on high, have been downloaded into Jesus, a human being. And guess where they go from there? Just as God has shared richly with his Son, God has shared with all of humanity. For as Jesus says, all that belongs to Jesus is being shared with us through the Holy Spirit, moment by moment, day by day. So each of us has uh, gifts that God has endowed us with through the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Why? Because we have been called into a community and a partnership with God. And so God's always, always talking. Are we listening? And it's critically important that we recognize and celebrate the giftedness of each other as children of God and partners with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Last fall, I was teaching the, uh, the GPS course, uh, a course about discovering gifts, uh, and one session, I had each small group do a little exercise around celebrating each other's gifts. Each table of five people or so would take turns um, featuring one person. That one person had to remain silent while the others at the table would tell her one thing that they admired about her or, or him. So each person got to hear from the others various things that they admired about that person. We don't do this all the time, do we? Maybe we ought to. Afterward, over a beer uh, with uh, four or five of them from the class, they said to me um, pretty clearly, uh, sharing with each other uh, what we admired about each other tonight was so meaningful. It was the best thing that we've done in, in class the whole time we've been together. We were nearing the end of the whole course. And then a question. How can we do more of that with each other? Indeed, what if we were known as a community that did that sort of thing? Celebrating each other's gifts, helping people to identify those gifts and put them into use. Wow. What if we were a community who acted like Uncle Glenn? Where we took delight in each other's gifts and worked to help each other put them to use and shine. I think you see here that with Glenn and with GPS, it's not, just about, it's not just about the gifts that individuals are given. Yeah, that's, that's a thing right there. Sometimes, though, we don't see ourselves what others can point out to us about ourselves. And so it is a communal thing. It's about helping each other identify those gifts, feel good about them, and use them. And that happens in a caring community where we learn to build each other up and turn our attention to a higher purpose. That's also what good fathers and mothers do, right? Using what you have to make a difference. As Christians, we've always believed that God is three persons in one God. That's pretty confusing, admittedly. 
It's called the Holy Trinity, of course. And I hope you notice today in our Gospel text how the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit relate to each other and to us. First, Jesus tells his disciple the Holy Spirit is talking to them, leading them into the truth, telling them whatever Jesus tells the Holy Spirit to share with them. Telling us what exactly? Telling us of the things to come, as it says there, which is for us, it simply means showing us the way to go forward, where to put our next step, where God is leading us to use our gifts in our lives and in the lives of others. But this isn't just between the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and us. Jesus' Father is involved too. Jesus goes on to say that all that the Father has is mine. The Holy Spirit then is only sharing with us what first came from God the Father and was shared through Jesus. And so we, you see the interconnectedness. There's like this, this, this network where they're all talking to each other and then we become a part of the conversation. These collective relationships of sharing and working together as one. And into this, into this mix, again, of those three, enter us. Now we learn through Jesus and the Holy Spirit that God extends this sharing, this conversation to us. And it's worth pointing out that this conversation, this expanding community, always includes more people than we think it does. And more living things than we think it does. And so we know that God shared himself with us through Jesus. We know that the divine life force from God belongs to us. We know that God is talking to us through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus. Again, are we listening? Are we paying attention? We can help each other to pay attention. Because <laughs> on our own, we often don't. So the Holy Trinity is a community, and we've been invited to participate in that community, one where gifts are given and affirmed, direction is offered, presence and interplay are celebrated, members are encouraged. And it should, should surprise us not at all that God is community. When you consider what we learn in the second chapter of the Bible that Leona read for us, when God says, did you notice the plural tense in that? Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. In that sentence, three times the plural. This is God speaking. What's with the us and our? Well, I think you know the answer, right? God is, in a significant sense, plural. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is God's nature and identity from the beginning. God is community, and this community that works in dynamic interplay of which we become a part. And choosing to enter creation as Jesus and pour out his spirit upon all flesh, God has said to us, it's my closing thought, you, you're invited to the party, to the dance. You are part of my community. You're in on the conversations, your partners in the work, your companions in the dance with me and each other. So help each other bring out the best in each other. Uncle Glenn would be proud and approve. Amen.